Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. Ah, it's a good day at the old beach shack. Unfortunately, I think we're going to have to maybe cancel the boats, though. Uh, there's no sailing today. Um, I welcome to the microphones the beautiful Renee Paradise. Wishing you all a very chilled and happy new year. Great to be here in the beach shack, Cam. Yeah, and we also have to look back only for a second as we look over our shoulder and we say, Jenny Davis, thank you so much for the show you did. There we go. I'm just waving from the beach shack. She sees us from the mainland, which is kind of nice. Hopefully this is this is an antidote. And that, this was sort of the, the idea of it, Renee. Um, the, we've been doing Eat It all through the year. Hi, my name's Cam Smith, by the way, in case you're wondering. You are listening to 3 FM, the glorious community radio station punching above its weight here in East Brunswick. And then on the island that where the beach shack is. But I don't know. It's been such a year. <laughs> We're in a new one. Same as the old one. <laughs> Isn't it a little bit? But that's all right. We haven't looked at the papers because we're off grid. We're off the mainland. <sighs> Just put the boats in because it's a bit wet. We have got some guests today that we're going to be speaking to. Um, John. John from the market at home. Um, he's been busily digesting his uh, Christmas lunch and dinner and all the meals that he has in between there. And then we're also going to be having a chat to um, a lady who helps us with lunch, I suppose would be a good one. She doesn't lunch herself because she's too busy working. I'm talking about Caterina Borsato. Um, we've spoken to Katerina over many moons um, on this show. But she, like uh, restaurateurs in this city, um, might be taking a little bit of time off. And I think she was around Cape Patterson. Renee, we're going to have our fingers crossed that the phone line is good. <laughs> is, there a, is there like a Catholic saint of phone lines? There's Possibly one of communications, and yes. we could probably adopt that. I, I will need to just go yeah, into I my memory it, bank. This, I, this is a question without notice. I, I understand that. Push, but, you through, know, push through the trauma to I, I, I know. I, yeah, you know, and I understand that. You know, it's sort of, I remember an article in a, in a university magazine that said, so you're going out with a Catholic. Um, but the fact is they have a saint for everything. And um, Matt and I have wondered, you know, we need maybe a, a whole new modern iteration of that. Like, you know, the the patron saint of the photocopier. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I but, yeah. but I digress. Yeah. Uh, you are listening to 3 FM. Renee, thank you so much for joining us. You, first of all, I've been remiss. I haven't offered you a drink from the Magic Esky. Oh, look, just crack me, crack me a tinny, please. Any, have you got any, um, any uh, specific brand you'd look, like? Look, sadly, and I don't like... Don't say Foster's Lager. No, I don't like, just I don't like pushing the big brands, but really, I've been drinking nothing but Corona. 
Oh, Corona. All right, that's good. Oh, yeah. That's well, yeah, Corona. Yeah, yeah, sure, we've got one of those. We'll put some lime in there. Into the magic esky. Um, I had a friend of mine who used to call it a dessert beer. Yes. Because I'm- it just goes with anything and it's the beer you don't have to think about while you drink it. That's it, yes. I, I like a light beer anyway, I guess, so a lighter lager is mm. what would be my preference. Probably something a bit closer to home, though. Yeah, correct. Mm. You take what you can get on the beach shack, Cam. Well, the good thing about having a magic esky. Oh, it's got anything. It's got anything All you right, want. I'll be a bit more inventive, and, actually. And folks out there, if you want to join us for a drink, just think of the drink you want. This is like um, uh, Norman Lindsay's Cut and Come Again pudding, the magic pudding, yes. except alcoholic. And, but not all alcoholic. Well, I'm sure we could have some lovely iced teas and some lovely, you know, refreshing sort of yeah. weekend drinks as well, Kim. I thought we need a drink. Uh, but no, but you, you're quite right. No, there's uh, there's kombucha. There's oh, yes. a whole fermented yes. section in yes. there, kefir if you want that Great. sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, it's all there. It's all fresh, there. Fresh juices. We can yeah. throw that in there. Mango smoothie. Just <laughs> pull it out. I'll, I'll jump on the bicycle and we can juice that, get yeah. things juicing. Get, yeah. the, get the blender. <laughs> Cam, I was very lucky to make it back here because I've come. I was wondering what. I, first of all, tell us, tell the listeners, where have you been? Well, look, I. Where have you been, Probably sillily during lockdown, uh, booked a holiday to see my family on the Gold Coast. So. Um, God cost. I left the day before Christmas. That's how Japanese good. And oh, that's terrible. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. Yeah, and, sorry. Um, actually, it's interesting. I went to a really fantastic. Japanese restaurant on the Gold Coast. Did you? Yes, it was called Bistro Lamp. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that a great name for a, for a restaurant? It, it That's cool. Yeah, and if you think of Bistro that, Lamp, if you think of that as a Japanese restaurant, it's sort of a very modern sort of pop take on a very traditional sort of Japanese. Yeah, because I've got a, I've got a banker's lamp in in my mind, brass <laughs> with the, you know, the green. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking a bistro lamp is maybe made of maybe bent wood. I think it's a bent metal. Yeah, bent metal. Yes, and yeah. um, so good stuff there? Yes, great stuff. My favourite was the, um, you know that miso eggplant dish? Oh, yeah. Uh, <sighs> we, need, we need Kent Goldsworthy. He'd be able to name that dish. So, and then they... Deep fry that in like a tempura batter and have like a caramel. It was like fried ice cream or something. It was yes. so sweet yes. and succulent and yes. just delicious. So Orgasmic. That was, yes. It is, and that it was is something quite... I had never tried before. And You know who really does wonderful. a really amazing one of those in town once we all get back going to whatever it is that normality is going to be? Yeah. Uh, but Victor Leong, Lee Ho Fook. Ah, oh, cool. Lee Hall Fork in um, Duckboard Place. He does a deep fried eggplant Great. that will make you weep. Okay. Because he, he balances his sense of harmony and taste. Oh, my God. But you can do it at home in the fact that you, you need to get um, maybe a couple things of frying oil and a, and a thermometer. Have you got those? I have a fear of deep frying. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well-founded. And yeah. it's the most dangerous thing you can probably do in the kitchen. But basically, I'll give the listeners um, a hint. You probably know this. Tapioca flour. Okay. Is the thing that makes it super crisp and you deep fry it with normal gourd. Yeah, okay. anyway. so But you also had um, – you were telling me that you went to a bit of a shishi restaurant. 
uh, and had a bit of a degustation. I did. I was very lucky. My sister booked us in because, of course, yes. for some reason, restaurants on the Gold Coast only open on weekends. <laughs> like, Queensland tradition. It's, I don't know what it is. But yeah. Anyway, we were fortunate don't enough. Don't have the rents to pay, maybe. It's kind of like, yeah, we're surfing on the beach. It might be a surf shop during the week, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. no, look, a beautiful restaurant called Labatt, and um, I had a wonderful Labatt. Is that like um, Bart Simpson if he was French? Well, Le Bart. I, d- I don't think it is French. So I think it's probably Bart Simpson if he was Australian and Le opened Bart. the restaurant. Le Bart, mate. <laughs> what are you looking at? Yeah, okay. So, and um, and you had this deg and you've written some notes. Well, I wrote a couple of notes because yes. I had some great, amazing dishes. Can I ask you, before you tell us about these amazing dishes, yeah. degustation. I remember Larissa de Besky, uh, Dubecky once coined the term that degustation is a bit like, can be a bit like food waterboarding. Yeah. And what do you reckon is to the, the, the cutoff point? How many dishes is it okay before you just lose consciousness? Look, you did seven, you said. I, I did seven, but there was a, you know, a lovely cantaloupe with the sort of mayonnaise, and there was a little, you know, lovely lemon sorbet with coconut. Sort of fresh coconut in the middle. So fresh coconut, you can see. The palate cleansers. <laughs> God, still doing sorbets up there. <laughs> it's nice. Hot. It's hot. It works. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Maybe they've reintroduced the sorbets. That's so, it. Or they never lost that 50s resort or sort of. Maybe they're being too. hipsters and being ironic. There was a good chance of that, yeah. But it, it was a very delightful meal. But what I wrote down, because I, I it caught my eye. So yes. I had Malulabar scallops. I had Morton Bay bugs. I had burly break, baked bread. I'm sensing a pattern here. <laughs> yes. And I'm thinking of the wonderful <laughs> seafoods that we have that are sort of named for the sort of places. That and that are aren't all being exported for top dollar at the moment too, one could say. One could say, yes. yes. And so maybe being able to maybe be we'll accessed see more and of sourced by yeah. the local stuff, yeah. But, I mean, even Morton Bay Bugs exist as a brand around the world, don't they? Oh, Morton yeah. Bay Bugs, Anyway, they were delightful. They were, and it was only a small piece, but served with a like a consomme almost with broad beans and shallots. So very subtle, but the bug was oh god. So the bug shone. The bug. The bug. <laughs> Let the bug shine. The bug shone in yeah. the middle. Yeah. I like that idea though. That's that's very um, that's very laid back. Yeah. So they didn't set it on fire and. No, no, it was not. You catapulted like to that. your table, and it wasn't, you know, that sort of thing. And it wasn't too much. I think, you know, the seems like people on the Gold Coast are very health conscious. So whether they're elderly, so retired, it's sort of people, like a Los Angeles, <laughs> without without the diversity, sadly. Yes. yes. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the meal wasn't that big. Yeah, I was walked out and thought, no, I'm cool. Probably do another, cool. another bit of that meringue. Yeah, go go back. So you didn't go into the full food coma and then and also amnesia. No, no which I can didn't. happen after a, a big dig. No, where I it's didn't. going. Do you remember what course five was? Oh my goodness! No, no I couldn't feel my legs. No. <laughs> but then this this more. I think in what you do over summer is these more. You know. Small meals, shared meals, sort of things. So, when you're doing that, it's really about your own stomach mm. <laughs> in relation to the other people there, yes. rather than having something set before you that you need to finish before moving on to the next. Thing. Yeah, and different from um, you know the stodge fest that winter can be. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the barbecue. Not that there's anything wrong with it. The barbecue. I mean, that's a grab all, isn't it? You, uh-huh. know, you finish first, you get the steak that's left or the eggplant that's left. How does that work? Hang on, explain well, more, please. Well, barbecues. Yes. You know, it was always you serve, make the barbecue as yep. the meat's ready. You yep. put it on the plate. Yep. Who wants medium rare? That's right. coming off first. Yep. Forgot to take that one off. That's hey, for Grandpa. That's he likes granddaddy his likes his steak <laughs> crunchy. Kids yes. can have the burnt sausages <laughs> on one side and not the other. But yes. there's always, after you've had your first sort go. of take. Go. How'd you go? Coleslaw. Not too much salad on the first go in. That's then right. you go yeah, back and... Keep the- Room for the, the protein. You just see what's left. Couple of porthouse, that fatty lamb chop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll have that, thanks. Yeah, the eggplant's crispy by this point, so you probably uh, don't want to go there. It is a good time of year. Mm. And i got to say, it is awesome to be at the shack. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. Triple R is listener supported radio and receives no direct government funding. If you would like to financially support Triple R by donating or becoming a subscriber, hit up rrr.org.au to find out how. You are listening to 3 Triple R FM. We're on the beach. We're in the beach shack. Uh, I have Renee Paradise here who's been uh, spinning the wheels of coconut, I mean steel. And uh, the great thing is you can hear that sound at the end and that should be John. John, a very, very good afternoon to you, buddy. A very good afternoon to you and hey. a happy new year to one and all. Hey, there we go. We were both, uh, Renee and I were looking at each other going, is he on? I think he's on. And, we, and there you are. Hi, John. First of Hello, all, um, uh, uh, thank you. Welcome to the Beach Shack. Um, I'm glad you were able to get the transfer from the mainland. Uh, it wasn't too yes. choppy, I hope. Uh, what can I get to? There's the Manchegeski over here. What would you like to drink? Well, I normally like the good mother's milk, a little bit of... Um, with a bit of ice. Is that mother's milk? Oh, and then the, then there's the holy water. So the mother's milk on one side is scotch with a bit of ice, a bit of whiskey. Yeah. Hey, you've just reminded this is like apropos of nothing. Actually, it's your fault. I'm going to blame you. Someone told yeah. me, and I've actually tried this, that they said that if you get Jamison's Irish whiskey, right? Fairly, fairly ordinary blended sort of whiskey. I'm looking at it. Yeah, agreed. Yes. If you put an Earl Grey tea bag into a glass of Jamison whiskey, probably about a bit more than a shot, maybe 60 mil, so you can get it in there. Leave it in there for 45 seconds. <clears throat> pull it out, and you get something that tastes um, a bit more expensive, like a Macallan that's been. In sherry wood or something like that, it kind of improves it. Well, maybe it does, but I wouldn't do it because I don't drink tea because I'm allergic to the tannin. Oh well, then I, forget I, it. Forget just, it, John. Just, just straight no, whiskey. I, <laughs> I probably, if I had to fix it, put a slice of lemon in it. Oh, okay. And Gosh. plenty of ice. Now you're trying to just scare us. Hey, listen, I'll just get you a Johnny Johnny Walker Red, okay? Yeah, because can't be choosers. Johnny Walker Red. There we go. I'll just pour a little bit in there. There you go, mate. There's one for you. There you go. Just put it over there. Happy New Year, John. You're taking Thank it easy? Oh, well, salute. Uh, salute. Do you say salute or salute? Um, yeah, it doesn't matter because, you know, we're uh, multilingual and... Um... <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah, sure, John. 
And, you, and you'll pull me up on my pronunciation drinking. next week. I know you will. <laughs> when it comes to food, it Italian doesn't style matter. is different. But, you know, when it comes to drinking, uh, you know, we, we can do it in Yid, we can do it in Italian, we can do it in Greek, we can do it in Turk, we can do it in anything, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You, you become all loving, and if when, when there's alcohol involved, I love it. Uh, oh, always. So when when first of all you've you've taken a break from the Queen Victoria Market, where you're usually there at Tomato City in H Shed. Yes. How's the serenity? Oh, very good. We've been <laughs> chilling out yeah. and eating to excess. Yeah. I've had a couple of quiet drinks at night. Yeah. And um, life's been good. Now we're sitting down to what's supposed to be our light lunch, but I can't see the tabletop because it's got some beautiful pizza that we cooked in our wood-fired oven on New Year's Day. You said you were going to do pizza. How long? How, yeah, how but, long do you prove your dough for? Uh, Loaded question. Well, we, use, we use, excuse me, <coughs> sorry. We use good dry yeast, um, sometimes fresh yeast. Yep. Um, about. Four hours. Four? Okay. Four, yes. And then it's knocked down and um, we subdivide it like mum did the day before we got there because she couldn't help herself. I told her not to do it, but yes. she's uh, 87 and full of beans still, so... And, and, and it doesn't take direction too well. That, that's right. That's so she right. knocked it down again Nancy. and split it into eight. Um, we have some... Um, Plastic bowls, which you put a uh, cotton liner in, and you you put the, the eighth into one bowl, and then it rises again, and it actually was overflowing out of the basket, as we call it. Mm. And um, then we made uh, six very big pizzas, and the, the last um, two baskets we we made a um, a hot chili bread, which I just flattened the dough and. We had some banana chilies that were hot that we fried, and we put it in the middle of the uh, dough and put that in the oven. Cool. And the other little bit, we actually fried them into beautiful donuts, which we've been eating with jam and honey and things like that. So it proved about four hours, and then um, we put our own toppings. Every pizza was different. We had onion um, and leek, and uh, the others we put tomatoes and mozzarella. It was gorgeous. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Yeah, what? Well, Sounds pretty good. And and how was um, how was Christmas? Must be must be so lovely, in, especially after a year like this. To all the work and turning up and unloading and you know selling and just to finally be able to have a punctuation mark and just stop. It must have been quite a uh, quite a Christmas for you guys. Yeah, it was. It was. Um Probably one of the smallest we've had. I think there was 10 of us this year. Um, My cousin and his girlfriend had to work, and they came later in the afternoon. Um, But it was a food festival, as usual. We started um, with our antipasto of our meats that we make, risotto, salami, sausage, bacon, and um, it was very good. And then my mum made handmade pasta. Oh, she did the cavatelli. Yeah, yeah, and, and that was very can, good. Can too. you, uh, just, just for those of us that uh, don't know, um, Cavatelli, can you describe that for us as a shape? Yeah, it's, it's um, a pasta made just with flour and water. We don't put eggs in, just a little bit of salt. And um, they, they cut the pasta into um, matchstick size in length, just a little bit wider. 
mm. like a fettuccine. And then with the three main fingers, it's rolled so it curls over and um, all the sauce gets into the ridges and that and, and it's very, very nice. It, it only takes a few minutes to cook. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's a fresh. very, very light pasta, yes. And, and, and is, this a, is this a rigate? So you're doing it on a block that has the, the lines or is it without? No, no, no. no it's no, just no. on the flat board. Ah, oh, flat board. Yeah, okay. Because I've seen that. you can get those things that puts the ridges on, so uh, it, yes, it becomes yes. uh, cavatelli rigate, so that it catches yeah. the sauce. Yeah, well, this with the roller, because um, it rolls up into um, a curl more than anything. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's very, very nice. And then with a beautiful <laughs> sauce made with oxtail and um, yeah. a bit of pork. Yes. And plenty of basil in the sauce and onion as well. And uh, hey, and what uh, I've, I'm sure I've asked you this before. Now you're originally from. Cal- Cal- we come from Molise, which is part of a was part of a Abruzzo, Abruzzo. Yeah, in yeah. the middle of the boot of Italy. Oh, so you're in the middle. Um, so what are you? Are you Parmesan or Pecorino? Or do you use because you're in the middle? You use both. Pecorino. Pecorino. Okay. Yeah. Um, we very rarely use Parmesan. I. I well, we eat it um, <laughs> without a doubt. Everything else, we eat it's it. mainly farmers. I love that sort of semi-disdain. But, oh yeah, well, I guess we could we could eat it if there's nothing else around. Yeah, well, you know what we're like. It depends on the day. You yeah, know. yeah, I know. I know, I know indeed. And um, and so, what are the plans for the? Oh, for, when are you coming back to market? Just so that we know. Uh, Thursday the 14th I'll be back on board and uh, hopefully with uh, the local tomatoes will have started from Doncaster. Yes. And until then we're just going to chill out and do as little as possible. Mm. Um, I've been meaning to go for a walk but it hasn't happened. It's um, just really chilled out which is very good. It's what we needed so um, we're all having a bit of a break and um, enjoying the beautiful food that... um, Franca cooks and mum cooks and whatever lands on the table is good. Yeah, oh, it does, does sound really, really good. Well, uh, listen, mate, happy holidays to you. Um, Thank you. And can't wait to see you back at the market. But uh, in the meantime, I think just uh, take it easy, huh? Oh, we will. And with this beautiful rain, all the veggies will be vibrant again. Mm. And we'll have uh, a lot of new stuff that will have um, um, come up. So we're looking forward to the beautiful fresh vegetables and tomatoes. And um, as usual, it'll always be a food festival. Yeah, it always is. It's That's the great thing about being at the markets. John, happy New Year to you. Can send my regards to all the family. Uh, and Thank I think you. we could probably send... Regards from the listeners because there's so many people that love hearing. I've got Renee Paradise just nodding her head, going, "Yeah, he's the star of the show." You know. That. So um, you, you know we love our food and we love talking about it. So that's why. It's so damn good. right, that's it. Okay, well, listen. Um, uh, I hope you enjoyed your little uh, Johnny Walker Red with uh, the thing. What do you call that? Mother's milk, as opposed to yeah. uh, the holy water. We'll see you yeah. soon. We're gonna, uh, we'll get you uh, a transfer back to the mainland and uh, we'll get you back home. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to a Triple R podcast. Discover more podcasts from Triple R exploring science, technology, food, books, social issues, politics and more. 
To listen, hit up the Triple R website or your favourite podcast platform. And on the line, Katarina Borsotto, who's just arrived. I can, is that rain? I can hear Katarina. <laughs> Good morning. Happy New Year to you, Cam, and all the crew. It is bucketing. It's bucketing. (laughs) It is really, it's incredible. It's But it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. So I'm in South Gippsland and um, somewhere near Coonwarra, and it is just bucketing cats and dogs. But can I just tell you, it's so beautiful. To be sitting in a car, there's cows around me, some goats, no human beings in sight. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, because, let's face it, with all the humanity that you deal with throughout the year, it's kind of nice to have a little bit of solitude. So you're um, hanging out with a buddy of yours at the moment? Well, look, we uh, have a family home down the coast near the Cape, which is a really rough surf beach. No young people want to go there because they, they say they're still wearing moccasins, but I don't care. It's the most just beautiful surf. You know, it's wild and it's just fantastic. So I stay down here for at least a week, and um, one of my clients and friends who has kind of relocated to Coonwarra mm. um, has asked me to lunch, and so I haven't seen him basically all year because of COVID and it's a really lovely way to be remembered by some of your clients because they become your friends and uh, everybody's doing the tree change but South Gippsland hmm. is really something special. It really is. Uh, you know, it's sort of where I grew up and love to come back here. When, I, when I'm coming down from Melbourne and I'm about to hit Kilcunda, I, my whole stress, the, the body just goes into this wonderful relaxation mode and I see mm. the waves under that old bridge mm. and that's when I know I've made it to the end of the year and um, I'm in, you know, a short holiday and then look, it's not, it's going to be a different holiday because yeah. we don't know what we're going back to but but it doesn't matter. You've got to be grateful for what you do have and health and happiness is probably at the top of the tree, isn't it? Mm. Uh, yeah, health. Uh, in the middle of a pandemic, yeah, I'd tick that one. Um, yeah. And happiness. I mean, we have to sort of find our own little victories, and that's been a big part of this year, I think. And, you know, whether it's uh, I've cooked sourdough bread, you know. Well, actually, that's not me. That's, you know, a whole bunch of people have had the joys of sourdough. Or I've learned to play the mandolin. Or I haven't done anything at all. But, uh, you know, we take our little I victories. Have you the mandolin? No, no, no. You I'm, know what? I'm, I'm I'm extrapolating, not me. I'd like to. I'd like to. I've got an original mandolin. My fingers mandolin are probably too big. From... Yeah. No, no, I've got an original mandolin that was gifted by my mother to me that belonged to my father, which was his only, or one of his two instruments that he used to play. And it really is quite a special instrument, so I can't play it either. But no. maybe that should be on the bucket list as well. I don't know. COVID's changed. How many, how many strings, Katarina? Is it Eight. It's eight strings. Yeah, yeah so it's, two, it's sort of, uh, yeah, octaves, sort of. Yeah. They're beautiful, oh, but they're, they're hard things they to tune. And uh, But, gosh, we've digressed into playing instruments. I wanted to yeah. talk to you. One of the reasons that you are on holidays is because you are the patron, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the one with the eagle eye at the front of house of, uh, and I need to get this, it is, it's Katarina's Cucina, yeah? Because I, because, yeah, because yeah, I screwed up last time I had you, and I think I think it was calling it Borsotto's, and you went, dude, that was like 
decades ago. So, okay. That was my first business. Yes. And the only reason it's actually called Katarina's is because yeah. it was a really cheap way of marketing myself. That was why I did it. Well, you had the brand. Hindsight, yeah, well, I know. In hindsight, I would have actually picked another name, but right. at the time, it was what it was. And, you know, and it's not egotistical or anything. It was just a question that we didn't have any money to spend on you know, marketing, and, and that way people knew where I was, and it was it was good. Not too many Katarinas in Melbourne, so it, it's no, a good tr- thing. Yeah yeah, 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 true that. And But but you are the brand. I mean, you know, the people come to see you uh, at the place. Anyway, I'm, I'm giving uh, people an idea of uh, what this business is. It's in Queen Street. It's downstairs. Yes, and yes, it's downstairs. It's in between Little Burke and Lawn Sale. We do Monday to Friday lunches only. We are so blessed mm. that we have a business that has enabled me to be a mother uh, as well as a partner and, and have a life because I don't think at my age I could have continued on doing day and night. You know what I mean? Mm. And, mm. You know, five lunches is already... But mind you, it's no longer five lunches as we used to know it, Cameron, because <laughs> we are now doing double sittings to cope with what, COVID gave us, and in order to recoup some money, we have had to retrain our diners, Um, and some people kick up their heels, (laughs) but for the most part... Do you mean kick up their heels or kick up a fuss? They kick up a fuss. They kick up their heels because they know I get really angry with them. Yeah, don't don't mess with Katarina. Yeah, yeah, well, it's it's just that they have to understand that we lost seven months with a short reprieve in the middle, and to get it back, I mean, restaurants are loved in Melbourne. Melburnians, you know, over all our state, um, love our restaurant culture and cafe culture. So if you want us to survive, and there will be some that won't, but they've got to allow us to do a new form of business trade, and that's what's going on. And, look, they were long hours. We were starting lunch at 11.30, and, and then by 5 o'clock we had to clear the room to, after two sittings and into function, so that's what we did in December. It was incredible. We had the most incredible month with no staff. Um, I don't know how we did it, but you, you mm. always do it. You call in buddies and mates and family and whatever. But it was an incredible December to work, and I tell you, the love that I got from my clientele, I I want to thank them, any of you that are hearing, because they just did not want us to close up shop, Cameron, and that that makes you feel as if you're a part of Melbourne. So I, I thank thank all of you for that, and uh, and my staff do as well, because you know I'm the small cog in the wheel, and my staff are the other cogs that make it all work. So there you go. Mm. It's, it's, it's a very generous way of describing things. You know, I, and I don't know if I really wanted to go down this, and we, we can just maybe just quickly go down this path, but I am, I'm kind of frightened for Melbourne um, in, in a way because one of the things that is beautiful between uh, Melbourne and Sydney, if we could want to compare ourselves, um, Sydney yeah. has that... Um, uh, how do we put this? A, a, a tradition, and the reality is, it's you know the big clubs dominate, and the uh, the football, you know, the the big bars and things. Melbourne has always been able to do things. Small independent operators um, working, finding niches, finding loyal clientele, like you have, where yeah. we open up and do things. Uh, the one thing that really frightens me is that we might lose a bit of that as we lose 
some independent operators, and it's going to be inevitable, isn't it? Well, well, it is, and of course, um, I guess what, what we're going we're going to see this in the course of the first quarter of the year. So by the end of March, when that um, job keeper that was a bit of a lifeline, people, some people have been very against it, but it did help so many businesses. There's no doubt. Um, anybody that was had staff that were legal and and you know were on the books at the time, mm. people of course that employed any of the visa holders, well, well they were completely stuffed because they didn't get any of those benefits. But they were screwed season, over. Sorry, I just yeah, wanted to reiterate. You know that. what? I have to. I've got to tell you, as I was driving to Coonwarra, mm. I just passed a river that said "Screw River," and I was no just way. driving thinking, "Screw River." You know, Screw River from from the inblock on the inblock road, sort of through to uh, Conwara, and I thought to myself, "Screw River." I've never seen it before, but it, it meant so much more when I saw it because so many people have been screwed over, and life savings will be gone, yeah. and you know maybe yes. mortgages. I don't know. Look, you know I'm a little bit older, and I always say, if I was forty mm. with a big mortgage mm. and my daughter's still at school and and you know debt. I might have been screwed over myself completely and not been in business. So mm. I, I'm a little bit lucky, but of course I've done the hard yards for the last 25 years. But I, I, I just want to say to those people, you've got to talk to us in the industry because we all help each other. That's That's been the wonderful camaraderie yes. that's come out of this, Cameron. Yes. Restaurateurs ringing me, I ring them for advice. Did I get this right? Did I get it wrong? And any small operators, they, they have to feel not alone. We may not be able to hand over money, but we can give advice, and and that's an important thing. And lawyers have been great trying to help people not wanting to sort of make money on the misery of, of some of those businesses. So, you know, we are small business. That's what Melbourne is, for God's sake. It is. So I hope some yeah. of the government people are listening to this, and, uh, and don't forget them. Give them some breaks. Help them, because... It's what we do best. We employ students. We were employing overseas workers. I hope that there's going to be some changes in policy there that will enable them to come back because we need them. There's no doubt we need them. I don't care what anybody says. We need them. Yeah. And they bring skills that we don't have here. So let's not forget that. All but, right. um, yeah, so it, it's good. It's all going to be good. There I'm, we I'm go. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just going glass half full again. Sorry. I just I, I had to yeah. sort of um, state the reality of our situation. But um, tell yeah. us, we've got, um, we've got a couple of minutes left, Katarina. How, how was Christmas for you? Business was fantastic. Yes. Um, I don't know what will happen when I go back. We reopen on the 13th. We've had a very short break. Mm. Um, but the kids were working 18-hour shifts. It was ridiculous. We, we had to give them a break. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, they were working. My chefs I, and my managers, my God, I give them so many cuddles and love because they were <laughs> incredible, along with me. Um, and, you know, we launched our bacala and we turned 25. So we had some good things to look forward to. Sure did. But, of course, all the money dissipated, and that was fine because I can do it all again. Um, but business was really good in December because the city was devoid of human beings, much like what I'm looking at now, just pastures of green grass. But there were no human beings. Now, slowly they're coming back. Um, I hope that's going to be enough. And and we will see. But I'm at the business in Cameron as well. Mm. So people had to do business. There were still some businesses that did really well. Don't forget. Sure. You know, not everybody suffered. And people still need to go and do their deals and business and, and take out clients. So 
I'm going to have a little bit of that. Um, how much? I don't know. Will people come back to the city? That's the big question. Because without those people, you know that a lot of businesses won't make it. This is so, true, Katarina. Yeah. Well, yes. we're going to leave you to uh, enjoy your time away. Um, I yeah. hope you get fed well. I hope you brought some good bottles of booze. Katarina, oh, yeah. we, look, we look forward. I look forward to seeing you at the restaurant at some stage. I have a cup of coffee with you. And yeah. uh, more strength to your fabulous arm. Thank you, Katarina. Oh, thank you. And thank you, Cameron, and Happy New Year. You are a voice for us, and thank you. We love to hear your voice. Oh, so well. don't go anywhere, will you? Okay, well, <laughs> once I get off this island, it'll be fine. Thank you, man. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Ciao. So wait, ciao, Kat, ciao, Kat, ciao. Kat, she always does that. She always ends the conversation with you talking, and then she goes, ciao, 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 <laughs> which means I've finished talking to you. As I have with you, Renee, thank you so much. Hi, this is Cam Smith, and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. 